Hello and welcome to BJGP Interviews. I'm Nara Khan and I'm one of the associate editors of the BJGP. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to this podcast. In today's episode, we talk to Dr. Faraz Mughal, who is a practicing NHS GP and NIHR doctoral fellow at the School of Medicine at Keele University. We're going to talk about the paper that he and his team have published here in the BJGP titled Recent GP Consultations Before Death by Suicide in Middle-Aged Males, a National Consecutive Case Series Study. So thanks, Faraz, for joining me here today. Suicide has been in the news recently with Mental Health Awareness Week just recently and with political debate about how to tackle the problem of suicide, especially in middle-aged men, and this is the population you focus on here in this study. But talk me through some of the background to this problem and why you decided to do this research. Yeah, thank you. That's a good question. So we know that, um, unfortunately, middle-aged men, so from those aged 40 to 54, um, in the UK have the highest age-specific rates of suicide. And I think it's been a long-standing problem in terms of men struggling with suicidal thoughts and mental health distress and perhaps previously um, not feeling comfortable uh, seeking help from clinical services for that. Um, and I think that stemmed, in addition to really being a, a real lack of finding anything published um, around this group of men specifically, and contact with primary care. And I think this our paper may be the first um, paper to report on um, GP contact before death by suicide. And really, it was an attempt to build the evidence base, also understand if there are any particular characteristics that could send a signal, could send a, a alert to the primary care clinician um, to act on and to perhaps target intervention at an earlier phase. I think one of the key findings from this study was that under 50 to 43% of men who died by suicide in 2017 across England, Scotland and Wales only um, had recent GP contact before death. So what we mean by recent is is within three months before suicide. That's actually um, a good percentage of uh, of men seeking help from their GP. Um, traditionally, you know, people have had thought that men don't go to the GP at all for mental health concerns. But I think we've shown that, um, you know, just under half um, have done in 2017 only. I guess this was, as you mentioned, a study looking at deaths by suicide amongst this cohort of men in England, Scotland and Wales. And what were you looking at here in terms of GP contact before suicide? So what were the kind of outcomes you were looking at in, in the analysis? Yeah, so we were really interested in understanding sociodemographic characteristics of those men who had recent GP contact compared to those men who hadn't had recent GP contact. Also interested in clinical antecedents before suicide. So what we mean by that are relevant clinical factors before suicide in the men who saw their GP recently uh, compared to men who hadn't. Let's go back to some of the results. So in the results section, you break down the findings into a description of the sample and then contacts with the GP before the state of suicide. And you've mentioned uh, that quite a significant proportion of the men had a contact with their GP before the date of suicide. Um, and just talk me through some of the other main results and what you found about the characteristics of these 
of these men and what, what we know about them from this research? Yeah, so in terms of socio-demographic characteristics of the men who had recent GP contact, we know that nearly two-thirds of those men, 63%, at the time of seeking GP contact were single, separated or divorced. And we also know that over half were living alone and there was a good proportion of those men who were also unemployed as well. Um, in terms of clinical factors to consider for the primary care clinician, um, we know that those men who recently saw their GP before suicide were more likely to have had a recent history of self-harm in the preceding three months. Uh, they were more likely to also um, have a history of suicidal thoughts. Also, in, in the 43% of men who saw their GP recently before suicide, over half of those men presented to their GP with a mental health or psychological problem. So I think there's some of the key findings. Yeah, so thinking about that a bit, um, and I think you touch upon this in the paper, would you consider these as almost predictors or things that GPs should be looking out for perhaps in terms of men that are coming to them and who they might need to be a bit more worried about in terms of um, self-harm or suicide even? Yeah, so a little bit of both. So we did logistic regression. So we did a, a model and we um, put significant variables into the model. And the main outcome of interest was final GP consultation recently before suicide. And so what we found was that final recent GP consultation uh, contact was associated with men who um, presented with a mental health problem and also had recent self-harm and had recent work-related problems in their employment and also finally had a physical health issue. So in combination, those factors uh, were more associated with having GP contact before suicide. The other thing to say is that in terms of clinical antecedents, independently of any other factors, perhaps recent self-harm, work-related problems, stress or bullying at work, and other things like um, suicidal thoughts, these two lots of GPs on the ground aren't necessarily um, new, new things that they've never heard of before. But I think our study does highlight that if they see a man who's within the age range and they identify one of these factors, you should consider targeting care and thinking about a needs assessment and how what the GP can do to help address those needs in practice. And you also looked at medication use before suicide. So <clears throat> were there any findings around medication in men who saw their GP before they completed suicide? Yeah, so in terms of prescribed medications, this was not only from primary care, but this was including secondary care prescribers. Um, but naturally, these medications should be on the primary care, electronic healthcare record, so GPs would be able to see them. Those men who saw their GP proximal before suicide were more likely to be on an antidepressant type medication, such as an SSRI or SNRI. Um, also more likely to have a prescribed um, antipsychotic medication and benzodiazepines. Not in combination, but each of these show individual significance when compared to men who hadn't had recent GP contact. Again, just a signal for primary care clinicians, I guess, you know, um, in combination also with the clinical factors I said previously around you know, recent self-harm and work-related problems. If, if GPs and clinicians see men also on these medications, then um, it's important to bear that in mind and, and really think, um, are there mental health needs? Are there, are there healthcare needs being met? Um, do the medication need to be optimised? 
um, do they need to have a consultation with um, specialist support? And perhaps also, um, we talk about this in the implications where um, it's important that men who have these identified antecedents um, are followed up, um, offered a little bit of continuity care where, where, um, where appropriate, um, and also perhaps um, a little bit more time if needed, if, if new things are uncovered. Yep. One thing, and it's almost flipping your research paper and approach a bit, but what about the men who didn't have contact with their GPs? I know that this wasn't the focus of your study, but is there any way we can think uh, as clinicians about what we can do for men who potentially aren't coming to see their GP in those, that difficult time of uh, a mental health crisis or episode? Well, there could be men who hadn't had recent GP contact, but had seen their GP perhaps six months, 10 months, 12 months um, before suicide, a, a GP is not going to know when um, it's a man's last GP appointment before yeah. suicide. But really we talk about in the, in the paper that's um, well-known public health, um, England approach of making every contact counts. Um, we do know that middle-aged men are, are a high-risk group in terms of suicide, death by suicide. And therefore anything that, whether it's gut instinct, whether it's any of these, factors in um, men who present to their GP or primary care clinician at any time really should result in a, uh, a needs assessment and tailoring of care. And you, you've touched upon the implication section of this paper and in the discussion you discuss quite a lot of the implications of this work but if you wanted to send a take-home message to a clinician working in primary care what would it be based on the results of this study? I think the key take-home point is that if primary care clinicians identify one of these clinical antecedents such as um, recent history of self-harm or recent work-related problems in this age group of men then really should um, send a red flag to the clinician's mind to try and address um, their needs and and tailor care also to keep in touch with the patient so because that continuity of care and follow-up can generally help in terms of addressing needs and, and providing holistic care. I think this paper is really good at highlighting um, a, not a common problem, but something that, as you say, it should be a red flag for people to keep in the back of their mind if they're consulting with someone in this age group who, as you mentioned, um, clearly in the paper have these clinical antecedents. I, you mentioned the term gut instincts, and people talk about gut uh, gut instincts in clinical work but a lot of what we call gut gut instincts is sometimes developed through picking up knowledge from papers like this and you kind of put it in your mind lines of how you approach different um, consultations and different patients so I think that this is uh, a good study to keep in the back of the mind and contribute to thinking around um, when you're consulting with patients like this so yeah it's great I think that's um, a great place to wrap up. But yeah, I just wanted to say thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me today. No problem. It's uh, been really good. Yeah, a pleasure. And thank you all very much for your time here today uh, for listening to this BJGP podcast. The original research article can be found on bjgp.org and the show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. Suicide is an issue that has impacted many of us, both professionally and personally, so if you found any of this difficult to listen to, I hope you take some time out to talk to someone about how this research might have affected you. Thanks again for listening today, and bye! Bye!